how'd you do, I? See you, Mel. Very We are Pop Culture. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. Uh, 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 Ron, we're we're actually we're we're recorded, and this is Monroe, Michigan, and it's a Thursday afternoon. Oh, but but, but but no, I I absolutely love the enthusiasm. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is episode. Five of popped culture. What? Yeah, <laughs> you, Dave always looks shocked when I when I put the next number out. Uh, and uh, we are talking Saturday Night Live, folks, uh, which premiered in October eleventh, nineteen seventy five. But before we do that, I want to give a couple of mentions of uh, things that are going on in pop culture nowadays. Uh, first of all, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Have you guys seen it yet? Yes. You can tell we've seen it because I go, me. <laughs> Ron, have you seen it yet? This weekend. You're going to go see it this weekend? Yes, sir. All right. Then I'm not going to say I'm not going to say any more. Well, right. I wouldn't anyway. I wouldn't anyway. I'm not I'm not I don't like doing spoilers. I will. I, <laughs> <laughs> However, I yes. Go, go ahead. No. However, I will say uh, if you listen to our last uh, episode with uh, cart- uh, talking about cartoons and we got into serials and uh, Dave mentioned um, the freaky serial. Uh, keep a lookout, folks, because I was highly tickled to see that that actually made an appearance in the in the movie. So that that cracked me up. Uh, also. Carol Burnett, uh, this last couple of weeks, they had a huge 90th birthday celebration uh, on TV. Did did you gentlemen get to see any of that? Yep. I saw part of it. Yep. Yep. Part of it? Yeah. A little bit about the last hour. Yeah. There's some, uh, that was some good stuff, some good memories going on there. Um, of course, they had to bring in the Gone with the, Went with the Wind uh, skit and all that. I will have to say she looks good for 90. I think she looks riff. Well, between her and Cher, it was there was a point where I had me watching it with uh, my sister and my mother. Um, that's apparently what we do now. <laughs> but um, but yep, yep. we both. It was all. It's like how how much makeup are they wearing and how many skin tightenings have they had? Because you know, for seventy and 90, a ninety year old woman and uh, Cher's in her late seventies now. Yeah, it's like wow. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's it's, but I, I don't think I looked that young at sixteen. No, I totally agree, and that's what money and really good plastic surgery. Can well, do for I, I'm thinking lighting and makeup because you know well, that's true. Too. We what we see on TV, you don't know that could be half inch thick base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what I forgot to do? 
I forgot to let us introduce ourselves. Oh, gosh. I am your host, Brian Burchett Ross, and with me are my D'Artagnan, my Porthos, and my Ar- Ar- Artemis. Um, Porthos? Porthos. Nobody wants to be Porthos. I would love to have been Porthos. Anyway, let me... Uh, <laughs> Let me uh, let them introduce themselves. We have Ronald Roberts and Robert Yeoman. And Isn't that special? <laughs> and David War. <laughs> and David War. All right. So we got that out of the way. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So, yeah, the Carol Burnett special I really liked. I thought it was um, really well done. Uh, I love the whole Bob Mackey. And Bob Mackey, for his age, again, looks pretty darn good. He looks. Like I was the, surprised he was alive. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Yeah, I kind of was too. I was like, yeah. Um, the other shout out is we talked about him. I can't remember if it was the last episode or the couple episodes before. Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. at 96 or 97 now uh, has gotten a job and will be seen yes. on Days of Our Lives <laughs> for about five or six episodes. And uh, God bless that man. He's he's still going. Uh, apparently, he's uh, goes to the same gym as I know the same gym as Drake uh, Hogeston, who played uh, who plays John Black, one of the main characters. And uh, for years, uh, Mr. Van Dyke's been saying, you know, get me on the show, get me on the show, get me, you know, let me do something somewhere. And uh, they got him on. Drake got him on. So it's not stunt casting. No, 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 no. Well, you know, Carol Burnett was on All My Children for about. What two or three years? She actually played a character for three years. She loved all my children. She wanted to be on it, and after her show was over, they offered it. And her and Susan Lucci are still best friends. Oh, good for them. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. Did Lucci ever win an Emmy? Once. She did once. Finally. Yes. Just once. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to get on to our topic. I will let you all know that uh, I, I have a very special announcement uh, at the end of the show that I'm excited about. Uh, and about, um, So stay tuned, folks. If, if, you, if you don't like what we're talking about, just stay tuned for the special announcement, at least. It's uh, Michigan. It's, it's, you wait enough, it'll change on you. Go <laughs> back to what you're doing. That's very true, too. So Saturday Night Live, when I started looking at this, I was... I realized this is a really a behemoth of an institution that we're about to talk about because we're talking 1975 to today, which has to be the probably or maybe the longest variety show that has lasted. I would, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, depends how you classify things like the Tonight Show. When the Emmys come out, aren't they in the same category? Oh, they are. late night. Well, I think Letterman came later. Um, Letterman did come later. Because Tonight Show goes back to Jack Parr, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Parr, Steve Allen. Allen. Jack Parr first, Steve Allen second. Was Steve Allen second? But, I mean. But, yeah, you're right. Post change, of course. Yeah. But the entire cast of change was Saturday Night Live as well. And the funny thing (laughs) you mentioned that is. Um, as I was reading, by the way, uh, folks out there, I got this book from the Monroe County Library System. Shout out to them. Uh, uh, it's a national bestseller. Live from New York, the complete uncensored history of Serenade Live, as told by the stars, the writers, and the guests. And I don't, uh, have either of you ever seen it, read it? <clears throat> no, it was no. at the library. Someone had stolen it. 
I'll edit that out. Um, no, I won't. Uh, anyway, no, but it's really good. And it it's, probably only goes up to what, 1990? Uh, well, the. I met in 2015. <laughs> we've got uh, Molly Shannon talking, Gary Shandling, uh, Norman Lear at the end, Tim Meadows. Uh, I think it goes through like the Tim Meadows uh, area section. Okay. Uh, but it's really, it's very, very good. Um, I found out Saturday Night Live, part of the reason that it came to be was because of Johnny Carson, yeah. hmm. um, which I didn't know. But it, it, that was when they would show the reruns of uh, The Tonight Show on Saturday nights at 1130. They would show one or two episodes of uh, reruns of The Tonight Show. And when Carson, by 73, 74, was like, I want more money and less time doing this, and they gave it to him. Then they took those, they said, well, we, we're not going to have the episodes to use for uh, reruns. And that's when they said, we need a show. Thus, they went to Lauren Michaels and Saturday Night Live was, was created. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and we have a lot to talk about. But I Now, what was the, the original name of the show, though? Oh, I don't know. It was just Saturday Night because... <clears throat> Excuse me, Howard Cosell actually had a show on ABC called Saturday Night Live, oh. which is why it was always the tagline oh. was live from New York at Saturday night. Oh. So then once his show was canceled, then they took over that. See, I did not catch that. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I that's and I do remember Howard Cosell's Saturday Night Live. I never watched it, but I do remember it. But um first thing I want to talk about though is what I thought is one of the best parts of the show, what made it uh, people want to watch it Saturday after Saturday night, was that they always got some of the greatest and unusually most up-to-date talents to perform. Not the hosts, we're talking the musical guests. Um, And... (laughs) That's when I knew it was time to go to bed. The musical guest came on. I said, "Well, I'm done. No more comedy tonight." Um, I watched for the skits. Well, and I, I watched it for all, but I did love some of the. I loved the music. I loved listening to uh, a lot of these. And I know our own Mr. Uh, Ron has um, come up with a list. Please, yes. So uh, this is off of RateYourMusic.com, and that. They had a list of every uh, guest, musical guest on Saturday Night Live um, since the beginning. This is accurate as of this year. Um, let's see here. There are, if I can count, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, sixteen 16 um, musical guests that have been on the show five times or more. Really? Yes. Uh, so we'll start at five. Um, with five performances as Taylor Swift. Okay. Not really a surprise. Yeah, no. Uh, Buster Poindexter with five. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that, definitely. Uh, Paul McCartney with five. Makes yeah. sense. New kid. <laughs> uh, Maroon five with five. Really? Yes. Um, Aerosmith also had five appearances. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now moving on to six, you have Except Sting. Before or after the roller coaster. What's that? No. <laughs> Aerosmith. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and did I? And I, I'm sorry. I'm going to start interjecting for no reason sure. at all. Buster Poindexter. I just found out, and I'm still stupid. I didn't realize this that Buster Poindexter is actually a character. Yes, mm-hmm. I did not know that, that the guy who plays Buster Poindexter has gone by several different names over his career. Mm-hmm. It's a member of the New York Dolls. Yeah. Was his main? Yes, his main yep, group. Yep. Yep. I just found that out this week. So I thought, or last week. I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, with six performances, you have Sting, uh, uh, James Taylor, uh, yeah. Eminem, yeah. Okay. and Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Really? Okay. No Hannah Montana? Just, just, just Miley. Just oh, uh, Now we move into a little more rarefied era with the seven performances. You've got Randy Newman. Oh, yes. Coldplay with seven. Oh. Now, this is one that was surprising to me, was Beck. He had seven performances. Seven? Seven. James Beck? No. Just Beck. Just Beck. Just Beck. <laughs> Who am I thinking? I don't know. Well, never mind. <laughs> uh, then with eight... Meth is a hell of a drug, Peter. It is. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> eight uh, performances, Kanye West. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now uh, here, The now, reactions in the room vary. <laughs> the next two are interesting to me. Um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with eight. Mm. Uh, Foo Fighters with eight. Now, interesting side bit to that is Dave Grohl. Actually, if you take all of the times that he was actually with other groups, mm-hmm. he's actually up to 14. Really? But the Foo Fighters themselves had eight. Wow. And then probably as a surprise to no one, the person who has been the musical guest the most is Paul Simon. Yep, yep, yep. With 17. Really? Yes. Um, wow. A couple other things about the, about the music. There's four uh, episodes that really kind of stand out as infamous moments in Saturday Night Live history. First one was in 1977 with Elvis, Elvis Costello um, when they had specifically asked him not to play the song Radio Radio. Uh-huh. Uh, 15 seconds into his, his first song, he's like, you know what, no, we're not going to do this, and they played Radio Radio, yeah. uh, which then got him banned for 25 years yep. from the show. Yep. Uh, next was in 1981, which was the, the uh, punk band Fear, okay. which they were booked as a favor to John Belushi. Oh, really? Nobody really even knew who they were, but he said, this is who I want on the show. Uh-huh. They came in, did $20,000 worth of damage, caused fights as they were being escorted out of the building and got into uh, fights with the police outside. Never allowed on again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1992, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, that was a big one. When she ripped up the picture of the Pope. Yep. Um, and then 2004, Ashley Simpson with the lip syncing uh, fiasco. Right. Now, did, uh, but she wasn't banned, was she? No, 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 no. no. She wasn't, but she pretty much ruined her career, and that was the Oh, end. yeah. So, yeah. That was, uh, I, I watched that night, and that was a train wreck. Yeah. That was a train wreck. Yeah. I watched it and just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then another note on that, which is really kind of sad, is that all the episodes are on Peacock. However, due to licensing issues, you won't see any of the music performances. It's like WKRP in Cincinnati. They have the songs, but can't afford the royalties. So you never hear hear a Muzak. Actually, I did read not too long ago that they fixed that by just changing the songs to songs they could get. And they edited the those in. Yeah, they edited those in. But yeah, you know, for a long time, WKRP was the same way. You couldn't. They wouldn't allow it to be aired because of right. the rights to the music. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Ron. I do have to say, um, uh, Paul Simon uh, did not, that is not a surprise. I assume that he was going to be number one, but I will always remember his 9 11 performance. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. Um, anyway, all right. So let's get this ball rolling. Thank you, Ron. Uh, with our question of the day, our getting to know you question of the day. Are you gentlemen ready? Yep. All right. Uh, I asked these gentlemen. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's play the music. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. 
I asked these gentlemen two questions, personal questions. Number one, we're going to start with this one. Who was your favorite? Uh, just all-time favorite. If you had to narrow it down to one not ready for primetime player, uh, who would it be? Let's start with Bob. The Tricks Rabbit. <laughs> Let's start with Dave. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> the Tricks. He wasn't. A, what? Am I you think now, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm with Dave. I basically left whenever the music started because it was atrocious. Okay. But did you have a favorite not ready for primetime player? Did you have a favorite Well, you didn't of... say that, now did you? You did a whole musical thing, and then you went right into it. His mind drifted. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, hey, Bob, I got a question for you. Yes. Who, who was your favorite uh, not ready for primetime player? Oh, that'd be easy. Dana Carvey. Oh, really? Well, somebody may, must have made me do it. I don't know. <laughs> Could it be, oh, I don't know, Satan? I'll have to bring the levels down on that one. Uh, <laughs> I love that skit. Yes, you will. I love that skit. Ron, what about you? Phil Hartman. Oh, um, you can't really put my finger on one thing that he's done, but just his overall work. I think that when you think of somebody that does that type of sketch comedy, it's him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dave, I don't know. Um, depends how you. I'm gonna say Dan Aykroyd. That's a solid choice as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I liked Chris Farley too, but not for Saturday Night Live work. Hmm. For the Water Boy, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy. Uh, I don't. I should just reach across. I there know, and but slap you know you what? Right Whenever now. you're in trouble, just say the Tricks Rabbit. Tricks, tricks Rabbit. Um, See, but Jane Curtin was good. Mm. Oh, that. I don't think there's a wrong answer. No, there all, isn't. Honestly. There isn't. Charlie Rocket. Oh, the Rocket Report. Yeah, I like him. He, yeah. There wasn't many that liked him. That was he got. Now he got kicked out. Yes, he did. Because yeah. he dropped the big f bomb, and yeah, I saw that. I happened to see that episode. Really? It's like, did he say what I think he said? <laughs> yep, he did. He said it. Yes, he did. Um, a solid choice. Dan Aykroyd is a solid choice. Chris Farley is a solid choice. What about you? Dana Carvey. Me? Uh, you know what? I kept going back and forth because it's hard. You know, all those years and you said so much great talent. Um, you know, Gilbert Godfrey, uh, you know, just one year, but he was solid. Uh, but personally, I narrowed it down to two. Gilda Radner, well, who I absolutely adored, and Phil Hartman. But when I finally said, okay, choose one, it was Phil Hartman. For the same exact reason. And and Ron said it, it, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly a skit, but I could tell you anytime he was on, I was laughing my butt off. Uh, he just, he cracked me up. He was solid. Very solid. For, yeah. But he very much seemed like he was in the same uh, vein as Dan Aykroyd. Very much uh, just a consummate straight man mm-hmm. sort of thing. Now, I might just be a frozen caveman, <laughs> defrosted and become a defense attorney. There it is. There you go. There you go. Um, the second question I asked the gentleman, uh, 
is name your top three favorite skits, whether they be whether they were skits that continued uh, and reoccurred or whether they were just one offs. Uh, and I'm very interested because this was ext- for me, this was an extremely hard one. Uh, and this time we're going to go with Dave. Well, because I only really remember some of the early years. Um, so fortunately, I was reminded of a few recently. Thank you, Ron. Um, but I think I'm going to, or maybe it's Brian. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I'll, I'll start with Hans and Franz. Okay. I always yep. enjoyed that. I, uh, I don't know. I really liked the Coneheads. Mm-hmm. But my all-time favorite was Doug and Wendy Weiner. Really? Yeah. That Doug was and Wendy Weiner. Was that the was that Joe Piscopo and no that, oh, I don't one? even remember but that, no that goes all the way to the original cast I'm pretty sure the Weiners were original yeah because my dad liked Lorraine them too Newman, and that was, I so I was in high you know I was in high Lorraine school Newman. huh I don't know why I was thinking Joe Piscopo oh no they were the uh, I'm from Jersey you from Jersey I'm from Jersey that was also yeah you're right well that's uh, that's okay but you know so that's many I like good. to say so many that we can remember and recall oh yeah yeah definitely cheeseburger cheeseburger. <laughs> No Coke, Pepsi. No Pepsi, Coke. Yeah, it, it was Robin Duke and Joe Piscopo. You were right. Okay, Robin Duke. Robin Joe Duke. Robin Duke. Robin Duke. I'm surprised I liked anything Joe Piscopo did. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still with us? Unfortunately, now I feel bad about some things I'm going to say here later. But yeah. Yeah. No. You know. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna, <laughs> I got a few things too. It's like yeah. Let's go with Robin. Okay. So number three. For me, it would be the Chippendales uh, skit with Patrick Swayze <laughs> and, and Chris Farley. Yeah. Oh, you uh, never saw that? Oh, that was hilarious. Now, I, I do have an image of Chris Farley wearing yes. cups. Yeah. Now, to me, what made that funny was the fact that you had Kevin Nealon, Dana Carvey, and I think it was Nora Dunn as the judges. Uh-huh. And they were just playing it all straight, taking notes. And, and Dana Carvey at one point says, gosh, you know, I wish we could hire you both. <laughs> and Kevin Nealon turns to him, why I think this is funny, I don't know. And he's like, well, if you'd like to give up your salary for Chippendales, we sure can. And Carvey's just like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. So that was number three. Uh-huh. Number two, which I still laugh even just thinking about it, was that the synchronized swimming skit with uh, Martin Short and Harry Shear. And Christopher Guest. Oh, I didn't. And Martin Short. (laughs) I'm not a very strong swimmer. (laughs) It just. Ow. It was just. You just took one of my quiz questions. Comic comic gold. Not me. It wasn't Bob this time, it was Ron. I I, love it. I tell you. It was very funny. Now, number one, this is going to be very controversial because I can't stand the man. Okay. But anytime Joe Piscopo was Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And specifically when it was him and Stevie Wonder, Eddie Murphy, and they redid Ebony and Ivory. That was my next. I had another quiz question. Uh, <laughs> and just. That's why I have extra. <laughs> unbelievable. So, again, I, Piscopo, yeah. I, I couldn't stand. I know. I agree with you. But him as Sinatra. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, his Sinatra was out of this world. And he actually, they do talk about in in this book, and, and he said, I did not care at all whether the audience liked it. I didn't care if Lauren Michaels liked it, liked my, I just wanted to make sure that Sinatra was okay with it and that I did the man right. He was he was a big fan of Sinatra's, and uh, he really, and he was excellent. He was excellent as, as that. Yeah. Coming uh, back. Coming back to you, Bob. 
church chat. Ah, uh, okay. uh, yes. Yep. Because that had Satan <laughs> and, well, <laughs> how about that? You're so proud of yourself now, aren't you? <laughs> and then you also had the the buff twins, I forget what, Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. Yep. yep. Because that. Here too. Pump you up. up. <laughs> During the summer months, that would be everybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. finally, um, the Joyzy boys who were sitting on the steel beam. You know that feeling when you get an ice pick and you oh. roast it on the line for 15 minutes and <laughs> yes. shove it in your eye socket? Ooh, that hurts. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. <laughs> That was uh, that was Billy Crystal. That was a Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal thing. and I want to say Charles Rocket. Uh, Somebody was a straight man. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if it was Rocket or not, but it uh, yeah. God, that was funny. Could have been Piscopo. No, wasn't Piscopo. It was uh, it was. Mm, I can't remember. I don't think it was Rocket or Piscopo, but it, it was one of the ones that didn't go on to do as much as the others. They were the writer. He was the writer of it, probably. Right. Right. Um, for me, and again, uh, you know, there's so many that were that I want to talk about the Loopners, which I absolutely loved. Um, my three were uh, number three. Anytime Tina Fey did Sarah Palin, yes, I thought that had to be one of the most dead on. And at reading in this book, her husband. They were on a plane, and they were reading an article about her, and her husband turned to her and said, this was before she was even asked to do it on, on the show, you know, you two look a lot alike. And she slapped him and said, don't ever say that again. <laughs> she said, it's just the horn rim glasses. That's all it is. And within two weeks, they came to her and said, we want you to do Sarah Palin. And uh, I've, I've always heard Sarah Palin just cracks oh, me up. Perfect. And, and I do, I have to uh, admit the moment Sarah Palin actually walked on with Tina Fey, that was, I, I give credit to even the scummiest people that if they can make fun of themselves even a little bit, they're they're not all 100% evil. They can't well, they're getting a paycheck, too. Well, there there is that as well. Uh, number two, the Coneheads. Love the Coneheads. I love those the, that family from France. That was the some of my favorite. I actually liked the movie too. Uh, it wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but uh, I didn't mind it. Got yeah, tainted love on the movie screen. Yes, it did. And my my all time favorite skit is uh, Weekend Update. I mean, I know it's uh, it's almost not even a skit uh, anymore. Yeah, but that's not the not not the nine o'clock news. In Canada, they have a show called Not the Nine O'Clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where basically they just do a ripoff of Saturday Night Live's stuff. Weekend update, which I suppose is tradition going all the way back to Jack Parr. Probably. I know a lot of, yeah, the news being mocked has always been, or, or yeah. but um, SNL from, from even, you know, from the very beginning, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not, uh, yeah. you know, the Jane, you ignorant slut. Uh, all the way up through. Um, and in fact, uh, it takes me to uh, um, uh, the only list I'm going to list here 
talk about the people that have done Weekend Update. You had Chevy Chase for the first year and a half. Then you had Chevy Chase and uh, Jane Curtin. Uh, because, and then you had just Jane Curtin. Then you had the next year, Dan Aykroyd was Jane Curtin. Then a year later, you had Bill Murray and Jane Curtin. Uh, then you had Charles Rocket, which did not last long. Oh, dear. Uh, then that's when they changed it from um, Weekend Update to SNL Newsbreak with Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Bill Murray's... Uh, brother, and then eventually uh, he was got a co-host, Mary Gross, uh, and then they changed it to Saturday Night News in 1982 to 83 with Brad Hall, and then Brad Hall had issues, so everyone took a turn from 83 to 84. Then it went back to a uh, weekend update with Dennis Miller, who I really, really liked. Um, didn't get all the jokes, but I liked him. Kevin Nealon, Norm MacDonald who was, I thought, superb Mm -hmm. in that. Um, Unfortunately, he just won too many O.J. Simpson jokes for Dick Ebersol, and uh, he was was kicked out. Is that the reason? Oh, yeah, because Dick Ebersol was a good friend and uh, golf player with O.J., and this was, of course, during all of that stuff going on. And Norm MacDonald just would joke after joke after joke at OJ's expense and uh, Dick Ebersol would keep saying it's okay it's okay and then finally it wasn't it wasn't and he had had enough and I think the joke was something like uh, something to the effect of um, OJ Simpson tried his hand at da 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 and it didn't work so he's going back to what he does best killing people <laughs> and that was the joke that or something you know and I'm paraphrasing it but that was the joke where Dick Ebersol I said you're out I know that yeah yeah, he was he was kicked out. Um, Colin Quinn did it. Then there was Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey. We'll get to Jimmy Fallon in a minute. Um, then there was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler and Horatio Sanchez, um, only because that was when Tina was having her baby. Uh, then Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers, and then Seth Meyers, and then Seth Meyers and Cecily Strong, and then Cecily Strong and uh, oh. Colin Just, and then finally Colin Just and Michael Shea. Um, who I think about have been excellent uh, for years. And in fact, I don't even watch SNL anymore, but I will go on YouTube uh, the next day just to check out the weekend update because I, I, that's the something. The cold I open to. too. The cold openings I, I will check out as well because sometimes you never know what happened with those. I think the best thing about weekend update now is they'll do the occasional time where they'll write jokes for each other and they can't rate it beforehand. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, and I love that. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's catchy, I tell I, you. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. You got me doing it. Uh, one of the things I also loved, and folks out there, we're going to give you a little treat here. Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. Now, I these came out in, what, the 90s, I would say, or late 80s, early 90s, I think, is when Jack Handy came out. And um, I thought it would be fun for us to just go around the table a few times, three times around, and uh, we're going to just give you folks a little of those deep thoughts by Jack Handy. So... We're going to start with Bob and go around the table three times. Bob, what do you got? Thank you, Brian. 
You're welcome. It's Bob. sad that a family can be torn apart by something as simple as a pack of wild dogs. <laughs> so appropriate for today's. How do I follow that? I know. Mm. Children need encouragement. If a kid gets an answer right, tell him it was a lucky guess. That way, he develops a good, lucky feeling. <laughs> I can pitch. I guess start over. I can picture in my mind a world without war, a world without hate, and I can picture us attacking that world because they never expect it. <laughs> Sad but true. Words to live by. If you're a horse and someone gets on you and falls right off and then gets right back on you, I think you should buck him off right away. <laughs> The face of a child can say it all, especially that mouth part of the face. (laughs) Some people are like slinkies. They don't really have a purpose, but they still bring a smile to your face when you push them down the stairs. (laughs) That's my ultimate. (laughs) I just... (laughs) Okay. Sorry. If God, if God dwells in souls, like some people say, I sure hope he likes enchiladas, because that's what he's getting. If a kid asks where rain comes from, I think a cute thing to tell him is, God is crying. And if he asks why God is crying, another cute thing to tell him is, probably because of something you did. <laughs> The crows seem to be calling his name, thought Caw. <laughs> what? <laughs> Last one, Bob. It takes a big man to cry, but it takes a bigger man to laugh at that man. Bad you can't buy a voodoo globe so that you could make the earth spin real fast and freak everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I see something screech across a room and latch onto someone's neck and the guy screams and tries to get it off, I have to laugh. Because what is that? parachuting and your parachute doesn't open and your friends are watching you fall i think a funny gag would be to pretend you were swimming <laughs> look at me oh gentlemen. that was funny are we gonna get sued over this? i don't know but what what a way to if go not, then we should do this every episode <laughs> uh and you know, I I just the, the Jack Andy was something was one of those skits that you turned in for that I turned in for all the time. I mean, that was one that you couldn't wait to see. Um, even the ones that weren't as funny. Did, did they do a movie with Jack Andy? I don't believe so. I almost thought they did. 
I don't you know. know. Do you remember? They did so many movies out of their skits. I just can't remember. Do you remember Brother Love? Hello, loves. This is what's my name in your insert name. And I just want to spread the word of love. Oh, is that Tim Meadows? No, this is a local broadcast. Oh, oh. Like Channel 50 or Channel 13. I do not remember that. I don't remember that either. Something, something in love. Uh-uh. But anyways, when they first did this sketch, I thought it was that guy. Jack Ken. <clears throat> and I was listening, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then wham! <laughs> and just dying on the... Dying. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't remember that. Wasn't it a commercial? He, it yes. was a commercial. His he, some religious guy. Yes. Yeah, I, it was commercial, and I never obviously. I shouldn't say obviously, but no, I never woke up at four in the morning or whatever the show was on. <laughs> but I, I do remember that on the morning talking about. It's like, yeah, it was like, hello, front, hello, loves. That's how we started, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, because you're all hello, loves. <laughs> we are love. <clears throat> yeah, it it is funny that. Um, Speaking of that, and speaking of Jack Handy, another one that uh, I always will remember, uh, and I can't remember his name, but uh, the guy, Al Franken. Stuart Smalley? Was it Stuart Smalley who said, because I'm good enough? I'm doggone it. People like me. People like me, yeah. I I always thought that was I'll say that to myself often. Kind of people enough, like I'm smart me. enough and gosh darn it. So what are some like of your so just what are some of the other uh, the stuff that I mean you know we've we've mentioned the uh, Land Shark is to me was a classic I'll Candy never Graham. forget Candy Graham I there and I can't remember which episode it was where they we actually knocks on the door and I think it was Lorraine Newman who says uh, who is it and he goes Candy Graham no you're not and then he says something else Carpenter no no Land Shark. Oh, right. And then she opens the door, and it's the land shark, and she gets eaten. And um, It's also, I want to say, before I forget, really the biggest stepping stone for Steve Martin. I really think SNL helped oh, sure. propel him oh, sure. into the uh-huh. stratosphere. Just having the King Tut song on national television. Oh, yeah. Buried with a donkey. That just moved him from, oh, a white-haired guy playing banjo to the funny man, funniest man on the planet by doing a white-haired guy with a banjo. Mm-hmm. With the arrow through his head? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was the topper. Because he was one wild and crazy guy. Yep. And then he was making giant hit movies like The Jerk. Will stand the test of time, no doubt. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's to no the bigger fletch. house. It's no what? It's no Fletch, but yeah, then no again, what is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was two hours I want back. My, my name's in the phone book. My name's in the phone book. Uh, Child, <laughs> just not right here. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and Chevy Chase went on to have quite the mediocre career after seven. <laughs> um, I say that you know he's, he he's, he was big. He's made all his movies, but yeah. it's a shame they never. Except for Vacation, how could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> well, I didn't really. You know, most of them were. Well, I kind of liked Funny Farm, Caddyshack, Caddyshack. That was what I was yeah. thinking. That but, was the right but, of summer. But though. I think it was yeah. the same thing that happened that with uh, John Candy, who of course was Second City. Um, 
and a few others, it's like, you guys are great talents, but you're not leading men. Yeah. You're better in those weird supporting roles. Although I liked Uncle Buck. How'd you like to spend the next several nights wondering if you're crazy, out-of-work bum uncle? We'll shave your head while you sleep. The old 96 well, well, Uncle Buck and the Great Outdoors. Great outdoors so you're right. Yeah. I take it back. I, and I enjoy John Candy movies, but I really thought he was better. Again, he wasn't. He tried to do like the romantic leading guy right and it didn't like, work no you're yeah. you're the every guy yeah he did a uh movie that was uh something with with a soap opera yeah. where he where so he, he was the writer and then he ended up in his and own all, story yeah and he was the romantic lead and he was the romantic lead man uh, yeah that didn't with nope. emma sam's funny story about john candy is he was at a bidding war sctv and and uh as saturday night live wanted him really this was yeah. after lauren michaels left the first time okay and he was so put off by the whole thing, he was just embarrassed by it, that he went back to Canada and refused to, to be seen until they worked it out. Really? Really. And so, obviously, SCTV won. And um, <clears throat> he was never, he never even hosted SNL, although there was always a story that Lorne Michaels was the person who got to pick who the host was. And every, unless it was a specific person that was going to uh, be there to hawk a book or whatever, mm -hmm. they'd have three names. And they'd reach out to those three people, and if they all said yes, then Lauren Michaels got the final call. And the other two people got burned, is what they called it. Mm -hmm. And the rumor was that John Candy was the most burned host. Oh, that's a shame. That he was always the second or third choice. And they oh, just he would have wiped them out. Oh, I would have loved to have seen him with any one of those casts. John Candy mm -hmm. with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and speaking of that... Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and John Belushi had to, uh, of all of them, uh, although Billy Crystal was in there, and Billy Crystal was really, became big. Uh, he was already starting you to be big. You look marvelous. You look marvelous, darling. Um, but Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and John Belushi, look at the careers that they have had through, I mean, you know, back in the day, we had Ghostbusters. We had... You mentioned before Caddyshack, which is one of my all-time favorite comedies, uh, because of Chevy Chase, which had Bill and Chevy, in it. which had Bill Chevy and, no, uh, and Bill's brother. Yeah, Bill was, yeah, he was yeah. The and Brian Doyle the movie. Yeah, yep. Duh. and Brian Doyle, Brian Doyle was in that. Yep. Um, well, wherever Bill went, yeah. <laughs> Brian was <laughs> too far behind. <laughs> Where's hey, my Brian? Brian finally started getting jobs on his own. But. <laughs> yeah. Hey, writers are writers. Uh, but uh, you know, and. Uh, I'm trying to think, really, from that original cast, Chevy, of course, you know, took off fast um, and left fast. Uh, Bill came in, and then he got big. Dan and Blues Brothers, Dan and John, Animal House with John. There was one that he did that I don't know if any of you ever saw, um, and it wasn't, and again, I liked it because it wasn't normal John Belushi film, and it was called The Continental Divide. And he played this, and it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't know the full story. All I know is that he was down, he was a guy who was down and out, and he was just looking for a way to get his life back on track. And it was just him traveling. And it was good. It was really good. And it proves to me what I've always said is if you are a good, good comedian, yeah. you're a good dramatic actor. Yeah. You you have great potential to be a good dramatic. I think a comedian can pull off drama faster than a dramatic actor can pull off a good comedy. That's just me. 
but I, I, I can't think of, except maybe Christopher Walken, because... Dying is easy. Cowbell. Comedy. Cowbell. Yeah, that's was hard. Mm. What's the, yeah, that was... Yeah. More cowbell. And then the Continental... Uh, oh, was that who you were talking about? The Continental... That was... Uh, yeah, that was... Um, who I just Not said? Gene Wilder, but... No. Um, uh, Christopher Walken. Where he'd, where he'd have the, the, the cigarette and he'd be dressed in the... the uh, the continent. The jacket. Yep. You look sweet. Let me show you. Let me get you yes. another cocktail. And it was always a one camera shot that just followed him everywhere. Oh, it was my like the early God. Vincent Price sketch that they do now. Yes. The can, the steady cam, they just followed him around the apartment. Yes. It's not like it's for <laughs> seduction. It's for sitting also. <laughs> Saturday Night Live is truly. Probably one of the biggest behemoths of of uh, television, and I really hope it goes on for generations. Well, there's a story out that uh, Lauren Michaels is committed to get it to its fiftieth year, mm. which that'll be two years from now. Oh, just two years. Yep. Okay. Wow. And then the belief is is that may just be the end. Really? Now, who knows if that's true or not? But that's that's one of the stories that's making the rounds. If yeah. there's wow. money involved, they will beat that thing like <laughs> a redhead stepchild. So I got a question for you because obviously I was looking at my phone for a reason. <laughs> I just Tommy thought you were boy. bored. <laughs> Tommy boy, would you call that a Saturday Night Live movie? <sighs> well, I don't think that that character Jenner originated on yeah. the on the show. But right? it had David Spade, yeah, Chris Farley, yeah. Dan Aykroyd three Saturday Night Live yeah. alums. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could. So I don't know who Was it, it produced by Lauren Michaels, though? I don't know. I don't Probably not. Probably he not. didn't care for... Uh, but I was just thinking if... if for Farley. Didn't he? Yeah. Well, oh. and, and sadly, I don't know. The fat ones always die young. Um, <laughs> we can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, Farley, Farley... We still miss up, you, Mama Cass. Yeah, well, Farley oh. ended up, of course, mm-hmm. having... Uh, I'm cutting that out, too. Um, Drug issues, yeah. drug issues, mm-hmm. yeah. um, just like John Belushi, because I uh, I saw in Farley similar stuff that we saw. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. sure. It's like, man, uh, Candy just had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, miss John Candy a lot. John, Candy. I'd like to know where. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think that was a that was. Sir, sir, the, the park is closed. The moves out front should have told <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Oh my god! Again, that was based on National Lampoon. Yep. But, right. You know, you right. had here alum. So when you look at the movies that a lot of the alum have been in, it really is quite impressive. Oh yeah, definitely. Do they still print or have a web presence for the National Lampoon? I do not know. I'm not sure either. Mm-mm. Now, how many do you? How many have been nominated for Oscars? None, probably. Oh yeah, I know of one for sure, and I didn't look this up. I uh, this just popped into my the head. The movie or the act, the actor, the actor. What? Oh, how many different. actors have ever been nominated? The who have come out of Saturday Night Live have been nominated for Oscars. I can tell you one. Bill Murray wasn't he Bill nominated Murray. for um, yeah. Lost in Translation? Yeah, yeah. But I can't think of any others. Lauren Michaels did produce Tommy. Boy. Oh well, I stand corrected. Mm. Well, Lauren Michaels did does like money, so so, yes. so, so I would say there's always that. Yes. It was a time. It was a Saturday Night Live. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I don't know Bill Murray, like you said, right? Right. But I can't think of any other That's one. The only one I could think of was Dan Aykroyd oh, nominated for Driving Miss Daisy. I think he was for Best Supporting Actor. I think he might have been. Uh, yeah, that, he was on screen well, for less. Lord than knows that Adam Sandler has been cheated. Oh, yeah. For every movie he's done. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
Now, you know, okay, while you're looking at I do have a story about Sandler as well, which is okay, an good. interesting story. So it was he was uh, at NYU is where he went to college. And it was one night his acting uh, professor took him out for a beer and said, you know, you really should stop this because you just don't have it. You're, you're never going to be anything. So I would suggest I, like that. I would suggest that you just <laughs> I was move just on. Challenging, right? You. So fast forward about fifteen years, and he's made it, and he's out with all his friends that they're celebrating something or whatever. <clears throat> they happen to be at a bar, and he sees that professor, and he goes up to the professor and he introduces him to all his friends, and he's like, "This is the one teacher I've ever had who ever bought me a beer." <laughs> and that's what he said. He never mentioned anything else. He didn't throw it in his face. Really? Yep. All he said was, "This is the guy, only only teacher who bought me a beer." That's that's well, he kind that's of pretty nice. Every time he tells that story now, or oh yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. Right. The guy knows what happened, really. And Dan Aykroyd was nominated for uh, Driving Miss Daisy in 1990. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Must have been a slow year. <laughs> I, Looks like Dame Judi Dench getting the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for 45 seconds of screen time. When was that? Uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She basically got out of the carriage, went back in, and that was it. And she earned $5 million. I, <laughs> nice work if you can I mean, get it. Can't yeah, get her. Really? That's, uh, exactly. I, uh, you know, and I know we've talked about this privately, I was never the biggest fan of Adam Sandler, I, he didn't, he, and especially what? I know, and especially when his movies, I could, oh. I, I'm not, I, I didn't care for Waterboy, I didn't care for Billy Madison, I didn't care for any of those. I don't know why. I just Eight never. Days of Hanukkah. <laughs> well, okay, that no, not that he didn't have good bits. I do think Eight Days of Hanukkah Much is lady. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, Grown Ups, Grown Ups Two. I mean, come on. Anytime they I like want the to have a vacation, right, right, right? They just go and we'll make a movie out of it. What's the premise? I don't know. Get on the boat. <laughs> I mean, he's kept yeah. Rob Schneider fat for years. No, no that's very it. true. He's probably and Spader, Spader too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spade. Yeah, the sorry, Spade. Mr. Spader. I know who you are. Um, but Dave Spade. Although I did like Dave Spade in uh, um, the TV show. Just shoot me. Just shoot me. Oh, the, he was the seven simple that. rules after uh, no. Because he took over. That was yeah. sad. No, that was. They added him they, when they added James Garner. They really yeah. should have just went. We're done. Enough. Yeah, uh, but no, I did like him on Just Shoot Me. I thought he was pretty funny on that. That was a great um, premise for a show too. Yeah, it was. I agree. Um, I did actually like him when they replaced uh, Peter Griffin with Dave uh, oh. Spade in that oh. episode. Uh, <laughs> that cracked me up. <clears throat> Gentlemen, you want to do a quiz? Sure. Sure. All right. Let's do a quiz. All right. I'm going to have to change some of these up. Because Powdered donuts. Ron. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. Number one. Oh, this is one of those i got to change. What is it? Was it Toucan Sam? No. In season seven, 1982 spoof of the song Ebony and Ivory. You know, that was the question. I'll, I'll give you this one instead. Which Beatle was the only one never to appear on Saturday Night Live? Was it A, Ringo, B, George, C, John? Ringo. I'm going to say John. Harrison. Ron got it. John. In fact, George Harrison was the first one. To, to ever appear. Okay. Um, I was just saying because nobody ever invited Ringo to. But there's a funny story about that too, but we can talk about that later. Okay. 
All this right. is off air mm. stuff that you'll never hear again. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. But it's funny. Uh, very funny. We save the funny stuff for when we turn the, the microphones Microphone. off. It was like 20 years ago when there was only black and white TV and three networks. You'll never see it again. <laughs> Number two. Aside from the weekend updates, who were the first reoccurring, reoccurring characters on Saturday Night Live? Was it A, the Killer Bees, B, Mr. Bill and Mr. Hand, or C, Samurai Swordsman? We're going to start with you this time, Bob. Oh, no. Is he Mr. Bill? All right. I'm going to go Killer Bees, A. Okay. I'm going to go with Mr. Bill, too. And Ron got it. Killer Bees. Killer Bees. In an, in early, you, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. In early 1990, two regular SNL hosts made their very first appearance in that year on the show as hosts. Who were they? A. Tom Hanks and John Goodman, B, Ed O'Neill and Andrew Dice Clay, or C, Alec Baldwin and Christopher Walken. We're going to start with Ron on this one. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Yes. Okay. In early 1990, two regular SNL hosts, they became regular hosts, okay. made their first appearance that same year on the show. Was it Tom Hanks and John Goodman, A, B, Ed O'Neill and Andrew Dice Clay, or C, Alec Baldwin and Christopher Walken? I'm going to go A. A, Tom Hanks and John, John Goodman. Goodman. I'm going to go C. C, Alec Baldwin and Christopher Walken. A. A, Tom Hanks and John Goodman and Alec Baldwin and Christopher Walken. Dave got that one. Wow. I trusted you. <laughs> you were doing really good, too, Ryan. Right? You were, you were on fire. Um, you got to know when to fold them. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, which SNL regular punched then first-time host Chevy Chase in the face just minutes before the cold opening and the show started? Was it A, John Belushi, B, Bill Murray, or C, Dan Aykroyd? We're going to start this time with Dave. We're going to go Bill Murray. Bill Run. Murray. Bill Murray for the block. Yep, y'all got it. Bill Murray. Just, I think oh. he's the one with the temper. Yeah. 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 I mean, they all well, probably wanted to do Oh, it. yeah. And actually, when I was reading the story, it was John Belushi that was egging Bill on the whole time. Do you it. Know, they all said, do it. Yeah. They all kind of said John was behind that a little bit. But it was Chevy Chase, so who didn't want to hit him in the face? Uh, number five. <laughs> Not Gerald Ford. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was the first person to say, live from New York? Was it A, Chevy Chase, B, Gilda Radner, or C, John Belushi? Bob. I'm going off the board and saying the trick's rabbit. <laughs> Dave. Belushi. Gilda Radner. You want to try again? All right. <laughs> Chevy Chase, Gilda Radner, John Belushi. Gilda Radner. And it was Chevy Chase. <sighs> Sorry. In 1976, Saturday Night Live producer Lauren Michaels went on the air and made an offer to the Beatles to reunite on the show and play three songs. What was the dollar amount that he first offered all four Beatles? Was it A, 4000 B, $897.35, or C, $3,000? Ron. C. $3,000? Bob. One million dollars. <laughs> C. C, 3000 Yes. Okay. 
I'm going to go with B just because it's such a weird number. Yeah, I I, I made that one up. Okay. Ron and Bob got that. So, Three real funny ones. story about that. Yeah. Is when he made that offer, Paul McCartney and John Lennon were in the room in, in Lennon's ho- um, apartment. At the Dakotas. At the yes. Dakota. And yeah, they yeah. actually looked at each other, why don't we just go down there and go get the money? Yeah. But they had been working all day, so they didn't want to, so they didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. I well, read that, too. Remember, $3,000, that's like $20 million right. each in today's dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, true. two weeks, I believe it was either one or two weeks later, the first appearance of our first Beatle, George Harrison, was the first one to ever appear while George was like, can I just take all the money? And Lauren's like, no, you got to have all, all of them. And yeah, so it was kind of a, a, it was a funny bit. Number seven is a sports question, folks. Oh, yeah. I'll be back after it. <laughs> Which sports figure turned up on the January 9th, 1993 show in a cold open four days after getting fired? Was it A, Billy Martin? B, Mike Ditka, or C, Pete Rose. Let's start with Bob. I'll go with the only one I heard of. Well, can I have the choices again? Yep. Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Okay. Because of his reputation with the Tigers. Yankees. Well, he was oh, Tigers. Tiger. Yes, you're right. It was Tigers. I forgot. I only think of Sparky. I'm going with Martin only because he might have been local at the time. Okay. Ditka. It was Ditka. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. And that was a the popular bears. thing. That was. Which, of course, it had uh, George Wentz. George Wentz. Went Bill Swirsky. The fans. Bears. The Bears. I should have thought. The Bears. You know, that, the Bears. That just seemed too obvious. So. Yeah. Uh, number eight. I got to give you a different one. It was what Olympic <laughs> sport <laughs> event did SNL? Harry Shearer, Martin Shearer. Harry Shearer. Now, there's an interesting guy. Um, he was not well liked in the show either. Huh. Um, I guess he was a bit on the arrogant side, but I've can't imagine. I, I yeah, Somebody, I can't. well, he New went York? out to do half the voices of the Simpsons. So. Yeah, I know yeah. He's, he's doing okay. Uh, so let me let me give this question instead. Plus that big role in Godzilla. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I blinked. <laughs> hey, you blink, you you miss. Oh, he may have been nominated for that. <laughs> Which two Senate Live cast members specialized in impressions of President Clinton? Was it Clinton. A? Clinton. Oh, hold on. I got my, my pages all mixed up. You need an intern. Uh, that's funny. That's really funny. All right, hold on, folks. There must be a story behind this. Ron. <laughs> Yeah, Ron, tell us the story about the intern. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> tell us the story, Daddy. Um, that's what that's what she said. Yeah, that's what, anyway. yeah. Uh, never that's mind. What the Just inquest heard the the. Um... <laughs> no, no. Oh. Well, let's just ask this question. I'm seeing Phil Hartman, and I was going to say Daryl Hammond. I think Daryl oh, Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Oh, that was it. Sorry, that was the that was the answer. All right, we're going to go on. Number nine. Until Shay and Jost, uh, which are weekend uh, updates, longest running anchors. Really? Uh-huh. Well, oh, for a seriously? long time. I have no idea who they are. Yeah, they're the ones doing it Well, now. he's married to Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Well, so, heard of her. Oh, he's yeah. a big boy then. He's a very big boy. Who was the longest, uh, who had the longest uninterrupted tenure as weekend update host? Was it A, Seth Myers, B, Tina Fey, or C, Dennis Miller? 
Let's start with Dave. Tina Fey. I want to say Seth. Mark. I'm going to go Dennis Miller. See. Okay. I'm going to go with Dennis Miller too. Dennis Miller. And I am out of here. I never liked Dennis Miller. Didn't I didn't you? Either. Oh, see, I thought he was. And I didn't like him in anything else he did. But uh, the weekend update, I, I, didn't, I didn't like, like his him. toupee. Well, I, <laughs> that was just so in he, your face. He was. He was a very. He struck me as very arrogant as well. Okay. Final question. John Belushi's character, Samurai accidentally injured a host on October 30th, 1976 by accidentally hitting him in the head and causing him to bleed. Who was it? Was it A, O.J. Simpson, B, Buck Henry, or C, Elliot Gould? B, what year? 1976. What did you say, Bob? B. B, Buck Henry? All right, what do you say? O.J., Buck, or Elliot? I'm going to go Elliot Gould, C. Okay. I'm going to go with Gould as well. Bob got it. It was Buck Henry. And the funny thing about that was, and I was, I watched that. I remember that episode. I don't remember him getting, but I remember him coming back and he had a bandage on his forehead. He looked like Les Nessman for the rest of the show. But after about two more skits, everybody in that cast had a bandage, put a bandage on. <laughs> and, and so even the weekend update, they did it with a bandage. Um, Yeah. I was just thinking, which two would... Uh, I was guessing between the two, because it's like, well, which two would have been popular at the time? And it wasn't like he got cut by the katana. No. It was basically... it. He hit... On, it was, in his favor, he landed the flat of the blade on him. Which right. But head abrasion. wounds bleed. Yeah, it was an abrasion. Right. Did it. Right. But, yeah. But there was but enough... Right. Uh, but they put this thing on him and... Well, the lawyers are watching TV, too. Yes. Yes, they really, really are. Um, Which is why we're on radio, kids. <laughs> well, this generation's radio. You know, the thing about Saturday Night Live is there's just there's almost too much, uh, too much stuff to to talk about. We didn't, we never even hit on on the, um, Mike uh, Mike Myers, uh, really, or Dana Carvey. Wayne's uh, World, Wayne's World. <laughs> Party on! Now again, um, amazing movies. movies yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing movies. Yeah. Well, maybe one amazing. Yeah. Again, I was I. Mike Myers didn't impress me that much. The pacer with the flames on the. Side. <laughs> <laughs> Crawler versus bear claw. <laughs> the uh, Madonna fantasy episode was 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 fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And speak and I did like I actually did like Mike Myers more instead of Wayne I liked him as Coffee Talk. Oh, Linda oh, Richmond. Linda Richmond. I did love his Linda Richmond and I'll never forget I was that was during the time I was watching a lot. And uh Madonna was hosting. Streisand walked on. And Streisand walked on out of nowhere and Roseanne was on that yes, then yes. too on that episode and just shocked the daylights out of everybody. I love those moments. I love those moments. You just saw that entire audience go, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Babs, she walked on, and the place place came down. By the way, gentlemen, I've I've tried a knish in the uh, deli where uh, Barbara Streisand does go to get her knishes. Just wanna wanna share that with you. I've been knished by the same you. bakers. Please yeah. tell me you actually ate it instead of putting it into a plastic bubble wrap <laughs> like they do at Tony Packo. No, I ate it. That's what Tony Packo used. You ain't got the bears. I- <laughs> the beers. Uh, no. 
I, I did. Um, gentlemen, I'm going to have to wrap this up because we are... Well, we didn't start till later, but we are running a little long. I want to thank you all very much. Before we go, uh, we always, I've, I've been doing a rest in peace uh, bit. And uh, so we want to do that real quick here. Uh, those that we've lost in the entertainment or popular culture field uh, in the last month, and there were quite a few actually, uh, Barry Humphreys, who played, uh, spent a career playing Dame, Dame Edna. Uh, he was a, was a very, very funny guy, although I did not know until after he died that he was homophobic. Yeah, well. You're kidding me, right? No, he's not. No. Because of the Britain and Australia's law against homosexuality back in the 20s through the 70s, the only way to get out is to be against the... Uh, the he wasn't... How can I say this? Discuss amongst yourself first. Okay. <laughs> Dame Edna wrote a nice eulogy for him, though. Who did? Dame Edna. They had published that... At least I had seen this online. I presume it was real. That it was basically he had arranged to have Damon Edna write one of his eulog- write a eulogy. Really? So yeah, you know, I have to look after that he, up. After That's he funny. passed, they released it to the press. She was sad to lose her longtime co- uh, collaborator. And oh, oh, I'm going to check that out. Hmm. Um, who else we lost? Eileen Saki, who, if you were a Mash fan, play, uh, she played Rosie, uh, Rosie's Bar. Uh, throughout the entire run, and she was one good Joe. Uh, loved loved uh, yep. her character. Jerry Springer. There's a man who could have done a lot more. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to speak ill of the dad, but, you know, he... he, he Jerry Springer had went the same route, and I can't think of the other guy I was, uh, I was just thinking of. Maury Povich? As Maury Povich, where where he he was going down well, and Geraldo Rivera, really, they're going down a really nice path, and then it was like, well, let's just take the money and run. They diverged from Phil Donahue, which was actually information being, mm-hmm. to the best thing that ever happened to DNA analysis oh. labs. Yes. See, I thought you were talking about his political career. Oh well, Mayor of Cincinnati. Oh. Mayor of Cincinnati. <laughs> Once he left politics, and yeah, he was better he was gone. Um, Finally came to his senses and his ethics, and said, so, "You know, politics." <laughs> we also lost just actually uh, last night uh, Jackie Zeman, who uh, played for over uh, since 1977, uh, Bobby Spencer uh, on General Hospital. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, he posted it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I posted that. Uh, huge, huge fan of GH, and that's a, a, a that's a legacy that we just lost on that one. Uh, Tim Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive, uh, great group, great performer. I just hate losing all these wonderful musicians. And speaking of musicians, Gordon Lightfoot, Sundown, yeah, yeah, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, just. Just he, his voice was beautiful, beautiful voice. In the line in the song with the bell rings twenty nine times for each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. they changed it this year after he passed. There were thirty souls that went down. Really, they had they told the bell one more time for Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's class. That's class. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And uh, yeah, that is beautiful. And. Um, Finally, Harry Belafonte, uh, EGOT winner, uh, huge, huge uh, 
uh, I can't think of what I want to say again. Humanitarian. Humanitarian. I wanted. I want. I was going in that route, but I couldn't think. Of it. Like a huge humanitarian, as well as uh, a great singer, great actor. Um, that that was a, a, a again a huge loss. Uh, so to all of you, uh, we. Th- there were two that probably should mention for those who read the New Yorker. Oh, National Lampoon. Edward Corrin. Um, he he died at age eighty seven of lung cancer. He he's the one who did Shaggy Monsters in his cartoons. Oh, okay. And Sam Gross of the National Lampoon um, also passed away at the age of eighty nine. His famous one was the woman sitting in the restaurant, turning around, and seeing the frog come out without any legs. <laughs> <laughs> With the little cart. With the little cart. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. So. Uh, I'm sorry, I should have sent those to you ahead of time. So. No, no, I'm, but I'm glad you. I'm glad you uh, acknowledged them. Uh, rest for, the, in, for those of you like me who read the New Yorker, you would know. Very familiar. Is, is all I do is is that, like the, the Esqu- of, is that like the Esquire? Right. <laughs> um. Oh my! Because <laughs> I love my Esquire. You know, there's aliens living around us. Anyway. Uh, for all of you, rest in peace. Uh, we appreciate the talent that you gave us for many, many, many years. And uh, before we end, a uh, couple, I got one major announcement, one smaller announcement. I don't know if you guys ever heard or not, folks, but I'm going to New York City. What? New York City? I know, I know, I know. It's a shocker. Um, they make salsa there. <laughs> Your first trip, right? It's my first trip this year. And see the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, seeing the Statue of Liberty. And I'm going to see, speaking of pop culture, the man himself, the man who writes the songs, the man who wrote Mandy, who, who, who knows, looks like we made it. Yes, I'm going to see Barry Manilow. Uh, Barry Manilow. <laughs> The man who wrote the, my favorite Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial. Barry, he did. Barry, Barry he wrote Manilow. A hit, a hit song about a dog. Get a bucket of chip. About a, Mandy. Oh, Mandy, yeah. Barrel of fun. Goodbye. He, oh, he wrote a lot. He wrote McDonald's. He wrote uh, um, he sang State with Farm. With the boys. Well, he, he did. Oh, yeah. He started his career in yes. the bathhouses with Bette Midler. Playing. Are they yeah. historical buildings yet? One of there them. There was is. a push. One of them. One of them is historical now. Um, but anyway, that's a little minor announcement. The other announcement out there for you guys, folks, uh, next month, uh, we are going our June. Wait. Yeah, this is May. <laughs> our June show uh, will be um, we're going back to Saturday morning cartoons for a second round. And we're going to talk about um, Sid and Marty Croft uh, for June. However, folks, you get double the fun because we are doing our very first popped culture very special episode in Don't which accept the, the bicycle kid don't take the bicycle <laughs> but get in the van um no uh very special episode uh which will be dropping around uh, right before father's day um our own uh, mr ronald roberts and myself will be discussing cartoons of our ch- that our children watched and we watched with them so we will have a special guest um ron's uh son parker and my two boys benjamin and jared so be on the lookout for a very special episode of popped culture and then we'll follow it up the next week with our regular episode uh sid and marty croft yeah. So boycott that episode to show that you really love Bob and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and then come ever, back for Sid and Marty Croft. 
if you ever I'm had, not upset. <laughs> if you've never had a bowl of Loop Fruit Loops, now is the time. <laughs> Bring your it's box of <clears throat> soup troop loops. It's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful, folks. Oh, we're gonna talk listen, about be sure to listen. Is we're gonna talk about fairly fairly odd parents and everything that that are and then we're gonna talk a little bit about what the kids like that we used to watch. Because I don't know about you, Ron, but I made sure they watched a lot of those old ones. Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta have a little bit of everything. Uh so again, uh next month we got two episodes. Uh so please come back for those. Until then, um you don't talk about Pokemon, I'm gonna be quite upset. Was that a cartoon? Beyblade. I don't remember that cartoon at all. But I was never a Pokemon fan, so I, I guess maybe that's why. Look at all the Pokemans. Look at all the Pokemans. <laughs> I, I used to call that a Saturday night. See, I um, thought your, oh. your sons would watch that. <laughs> we <Very> pray. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's it tonight, uh, or today, folks. So um, let's, let's, let's end it this way. Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. I want to thank the host, Brian Burchett Ross. I want to thank our guests, Bob Yeoman, Ron Roberts, Dave Ward. Good night. We'll see you again. Toodles. Bye. Count Sue. I don't think they ever said toodles. I'm special. I'm special. Chevy Chase, if you're listening, we really do not care. No.